All right, welcome back to another installment of Beneath the Bar. That was the Riverdale Rippers leading us in. Colossus' very own John Vizina and John Cooney. Check them out on YouTube. Bunch of jams. Welcome, boys and girls. Thanks for tuning in for another week. Happy Friday for all the listeners. For us, it's Thursday night, though. We're in the lab working. Big night ahead. We got NFL draft. Ton of topics to cover. Before we get into it all, quick shout out to our sponsors, Life Solutions Group. Obviously, we're in a tough time economically. For all your financial advising needs, now's the time. Check out Life Solutions Financial Group. Get those finances in check. And also, we want to give a shout out to Neptune's Harvest. Don't want to wait in lines at Market Bass in the quarantine? Check out their fertilizer. Get the crops growing. You'll be up and running for the springtime. No problem. I'm here with my co-host, Kenzie Quinn. Also, my producer, Jason Bazina. And tuning in later in the show will be... Our head producer, Curtis Quinn, uh, co-host of the Brown Bag Lunch Crew. T-double-B-L-C. Big night here. One of my favorite nights of the year. I'm a big NFL draft guy. You know this, Kenny. Uh, a lot of excitement. We'll be trying to tune you in as the night goes along with picks and our takes on it. Um, give us quick thoughts on draft night. What are you thinking? I'm interested to see where the second quarterback overall goes personally. Um a lot of people <clears throat> that I've read, more, oh, fuck me, <clears throat> run that back. I just choked on a ton of shit. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, Kurt, you can cut that, right? Yeah, that's good work. So I'm interested to see where the second quarterback goes. Uh, obviously, Joe Burrow's going off at minus 10,000 to go one. Very rarely you're going to see anything besides that. Uh, I don't even think the Bengals can fuck that up. Um, even with the red rifle there waiting in the wings to just chuck 50 dimes out. But um, I want to see who goes uh, between Heber and Tua. I personally think Tua's a big-time fraud. Um, everybody gets so hung up on him being in the fucking Hawaiian Islands, just like Mariota. Well, look what just happened to Mariota. Ryan Tannehill's big, goofy ass just came and swooped in and actually took out the Pats in a playoff game while Mariota was fucking making jerk rub chicken on the sidelines for all we know. But um I I mean Tua tough to tough to argue his success in college, but uh I just think he had I mean the two guys he mainly threw to are gonna go probably the first two wideouts in this draft besides C D. Uh a lot of separation there, so it kind of just seemed like he was throwing open guys his whole college career. I don't I don't, I'm not really sold on uh what he can do with grown men. Yeah, you seemed uh pretty passionate about that. In the early on going, a lot of uh, a lot of choice language, but it's condoned on this. We're not PC or anything here on, on Beneath Sorry, the Ball. Michelle. Uh, I, I'm kind of in the opposite from your thinking. I think Tua is going to be a stud, might end up being the best quarterback in the class. I just read a tweet today. He got a clean bill of health from his doctor. He was like five months out of surgery, whatever it was. His doctor says that's the best-looking right hip he's ever seen that far along out of surgery. That's big news. Obviously, lefties don't have a ton of success in the NFL, all that talk. There's only been a handful of them, you know, Steve Young, Mike Vick, slingers, just gamers. So I'm going to ride with two on that one. Um, for me personally, I don't think it's a, 
everybody's talking, oh, it's a huge wide receiver class. And, you know, there's a ton of talent in the draft up top. But later on, I don't, I don't think it's an extremely deep draft. Um, and just think about my Patriots, we have a ton of picks. And for what we need, you know, I'm looking at safeties. I'm looking at D tackles. There's not a ton there. We do have that first rounder. I got a guy that I got my eye on. I'd like to see the Pats jump on. But, you know, we'll see how that plays out. But obviously, this is just one of my favorite nights. You know, kids kids living out their dream, getting that call into the NFL. A little different in the virtual world. Also different will be without Todd McShay, Swamp Scott's own. Shout out to the Big Blue. Um, he's caught a case of the Rona. He, he's, he's at home nursing it. We hope he gets back and healthy as soon as possible. First missed draft for Todd since 2006. And, I mean, you know he is one of the quintessential draft personalities as well. Tough to see him not out there. Uh, former state championship, uh, state champion along with uh, El Prez, Dave Portnoy, out of the big blue. Um, unfortunately, they didn't carry that success into our days. Um, but you did touch on Tua being a southpaw. Um, not a ton of success from the lefties. That's really not what I'm worried about. Um, the bill of health, uh, I mean. You just think I'll, he's a fraud. I just think he's a fraud. I'm not sold on the whole fucking left-footed, left-footed punter, left thrower, and all that. But um, yeah, I don't know. I just think he played with so much talent, and I mean Alabama, his whole career, he had Saban and shit. They were just getting the best players and kind of running by people. Uh, nobody really plays D anymore, but um, I mean he throws a pretty ball, so we'll see. Who's your one guy? I don't open this up to Jaybird too. He's a big Georgia Dogs fan. Go Dogs. Who is one player, you know, fandom aside, not necessarily have to be drafted by the Patriots, but one player you'll be following in the draft that you want to see and you're hoping for some success as he takes a step to the next level? Uh, personally, I want to see where Ruggs goes. Um, I mean, dude flies. I, I kind of, I'm not sold on who's going to go first on either of the three wideouts. Everybody's kind of jumping around, but I, I want to see where each one of them goes. I mean, all three can be impact guys. Uh, from what I read, the Raiders are going to get one of them. The uh, the Las Vegas Raiders, not the Oakland Raiders anymore. So we'll see. Um, but as you mentioned, like the draft night being one of your favorite nights, I'm really not that tuned into the draft normally. But being the time we're in right now, I'm pretty juiced up right now just to get a little sports on the TV. Even That's though no, not, anything on the tube at this point, keep yeah, us I mean, I'm taking. Jay Bird, what do you got? I'm not going to be able to see any Jets fans. Uh, puking their hearts out in the stands, but still, anything uh, on ESPN that's not reruns we can get after right now. Jaybird, who's your guy? Don't say Jake Fromm, me man. Um, the one guy I'm I'm looking is Jake Fromm. <laughs> yeah. Uh, <laughs> no, he's he's not tonight or tomorrow. He'll probably be what third, third, fourth round. Yeah, hopefully, third round, fourth round. He's like a Jake Locker without the wheels. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Jonathan Taylor. He was the Wisconsin running back, yeah. right? Yep. Yeah. I mean, he was dirty. They're saying. He got way be- too many touches, though, at Wisconsin. So, But I think he's going to be a fucking workhorse. You just feed him the rock. Yeah, because right? him and you Swift don't see that a ton in today's league. Not a, not so many three-down backs anymore. A lot of two-down guys. Then you get you get your scat backs in there working the passing game a little bit. Uh, but I, from what I hear, Jonathan Taylor's like this world-class guy, great guy. So I hope it works out for him. I, I was surprised to see him, uh, I mean – from what I've read, he's going three and four in at the running back position. Uh, even after all that, I mean, what do we got? I mean, he did go to running back you, fucking Wisconsin, all that. What do we got? Monte Ball, him, Melvin Gordon, all those guys lighting it up. But, uh, yeah, 
I mean, a guy with that track record, I don't care about how many touches he got in college. He's got friggin' spring legs, even though he's got the probably got the Jimmy legs every night before the game. But Kurt, that will what, hurt you at the next level. The Jimmy legs will hurt you. We got Kurt wanting to chime in here. What do you got for us, Kurt? I do. It's not necessarily a pick tonight. I'm hearing he's a seventh rounder, but I want Rodrigo Blank and chip out of Georgia. The Pats need a kicker. They got rid of Gostowski. I mean, that's a big position you got to get in. We saw how much it hurt us last year in some close games. Yeah. Uh, so I'm I don't looking... want to rain on your parade, but uh, the Spanish goggles missed a couple of kicks down the stretch. The four-eyed assassin, the conquistador, they're calling him out there? The last time I watched Rodrigo Blankenship kick a ball was in the national championship game, and he banged that thing through in a very clutch situation. And then their right. defense absolutely blew it. When's the last title they've played in? Was it the, semif- uh, the semis? When's the last time did you miss a couple fucking daddies? I, yeah, I mean, I haven't watched since then. <laughs> All right, I'll give you my guy. Um, he's a first-rounder, so the Pats will have to jump on him at their pick. I think they're in the mid to late 20s or whatnot. Antoine Winfield Jr., safety out of Minnesota. I remember that game. It was a huge game in the Big Ten. Minnesota was playing Penn State. Kenzie, I went down to your place. Before I even walked in, I'm saying, hammer the Gophers, row that damn boat. And we just went in there, threw a bunch of money down on the Gophers, and we just rode that boat all the way to Titletown, baby. Cash in the pocket, easy money. I think Antoine might have had a pick, maybe even two in that game. I think he had two. Emasculated the Nittany Lions. I think Uh, he had two in the first, like, three possessions, to be honest with you. Yeah, that was the easiest uh, bet I've ever made in my life. Money I mean, I wish I jumped on you right now. So uh, I remember that day – not great weather down here at Chessie. I, I believe we had a couple big games on, to be honest with you. That kicked off at noon. Uh, you came in fucking guns blazing, trumpets out, saying we're taking the Gophers, row the boat. I didn't buy in. Uh, the Nittany, Nittany, ooh, Nittany Lions are my team to bet on normally. Um, but uh, I wish I jumped in with you, having you stomp on my grave about two drives in uh, when we couldn't move the ball. You those two wide receivers on uh, Minnesota, too, with some unreal just size yeah, advantage. Yeah, we opened up the back. Catching everything thrown. I mean, we were down probably 14 in the first quarter and never looked back. I mean, that, that was a donation to the bookie right there. Absolutely. Trying to stay on the football topic. Obviously, the draft's a once-a-year once type deal. But we, we don't like to talk about the dr- traditional sports here on Beneath the Bar because you can get that anywhere. I can turn on my tube. I got Stephen A. Smith yelling at the TV the whole time talking about all the hottest sports topics. But we are a New England sports cast, true and true. We do have to talk about the big news on the docket as Patriots fans. That's Rob Gronkowski signing with his buddy Tom down in Tampa Bay. That's a whole other topic. Get that fucking shit out of there. I hate that. He is a Buccaneer nonetheless. I I still don't know really what to think about it, but I'll, I'll let you go. I fucking hate it. I hate it. I can't, I mean, I can't sugarcoat it at all. All that Brady's done, I mean, I won't even go into Gronk because he can't even, I mean, all-time great tight end, did a ton for us and everything, but can't really tie Brady's shoes on when I honestly came into watching football, probably my first memory is Brady coming in and being the savior uh, when Bloodsoe got hurt and all that, and I mean, everybody's just fucking wants to go root for the Buccaneers now. Oh, I hope Tom wins one down there. I wish I could say I was jumping on the bandwagon. I hope they fucking go 2-14. and 14. Maybe they light it up for two games, fucking Brady and Gronk. Combined, He's aggressive again. He's feeling the fire. Com- combining for about 800 yards. Who cares? Maybe they play the Jets and the fucking Dolphins. 
But I mean, I can't get on board. I'm a Pats fan. Uh, yeah, no, I hear you. Um, me, me and Ollie did. I'm a Pats fan through. I got to admit, I was looking into Tom Brady Buccaneers jerseys, but I'll yeah, I, I'll yeah. preface that by saying, not that I was a Bucks fan in my early years. My first jersey was a Mike Allstar jersey for you young Bucks at home. Mike Allstar, animal running back for the Bucks in the early 2000s. Uh, you don't see too many guys like him in today's game, but he was a he had the neck roll, he had the neck roll going. He was an absolute grinder. Uh, two years ago, I went down and scouted Raymond James Stadium. Uh, the annual Philpaw Thanksgiving trip went down with my dad and my uncles, my brother. Scouted the game. Great place. You can get mixed drinks there for like six bucks. It's incredible. Um, the game itself stunk. I watched Jameis battle Nick Mullins in the in the suck bowl. <laughs> <laughs> But I wish him the best. As far as Gronk goes, I didn't think he would ever come back to play football because I thought Tom was going to retire with the Pats, and I knew Gronk was, wasn't going to come back to the Patriots. Once I mean, Tom yeah, Brady, but at the same time, I want to look I want to look back on it now, and everybody that wanted to be like, oh, Tom's coming back, Tom's coming back. Clearly, he had a year and a half ago, he had this plan in place. Gronk, go just friggin' absolutely bury you know smoking hot girlfriend for a year and a half don't worry about the football we'll reunite in tampa i don't want to play for the pats anymore and i mean we went what 12 and 4 12 and 4 we had no fucking weapons and our our number one howitzer was on the bench because brady said hey i want you to be healthy when we go elsewhere that doesn't sit well with me yeah coming I, from, I hear coming from I, the guy who is the franchise and I don't. I really don't give a shit about what he got paid. I mean, he makes plenty of money with all his endorsements and all that. Never really worried about money. Sure, maybe he wants it to uh, get compared. Oh, like I'm getting paid fa- fairly. I'm just not sold on it. Fuck Gronk. Fuck Brady. They can suck my balls. Yeah, I, I was at first. I was like, damn, he's gonna go to the Bucks. And then I was like, I kind of got the Homer Pats fan in me came up. Then I was like, you know, we. Got a fourth rounder out of him. I wanted him to get OJ Howard in return, but clearly they must have thought the fourth round pick was more valuable than OJ. I'll trust Bill on that one. We traded a guy who was never going to play for us anyways, and we got some assets back. So uh, whatever, I'll take it. Screw him. On Twitter, granted, it is Twitter. Is that OJ's not happy that Gronk's down there, and he's looking out? I mean, it's going to cut into his snaps. I mean, he's no laundry. Not getting the ball thrown to him anyway, but uh, Kurt, you got anything for us? Yeah, I do. I would just interject and say... Like, oh, he's feisty. He's chomping at the bit. I saw him out there. <laughs> hey, if you were coming back to that same Pats offense, would you stay? I mean, but at that time, that Kurt, I mean, I'm not going to say that's like going to fucking Danvers or something, but that's like going to play for Marblehead. Just because they had a couple guys that can catch the ball. At the end of the day, you know, I hope they have a grand old time out there in Tampa under the sunshine. Win a couple games. You know, they play against some frauds a couple times a year. You got Matt Ryan out there. That's two wins. You know, you might battle out with Drew Brees a little bit. Who's the fourth team in that division? The Panthers? Yeah. Yeah, that's another two wins for Tommy. So we might get in the playoffs. Might get back to the bowl. This and that. I mean, I, I get the whole weapons argument because he's going down there with guys that can actually catch the ball and run by people. But as far as, like, he, he's my whole life as a Pat. I, I mean, him being the guy and being the best quarterback of all time, I mean, I classify it as loyalty. Maybe, maybe we weren't loyal to him behind the scenes, but 
on what that is, just who he is. I wanted him to retire, Pat. Uh, a lifelong Pat without going anywhere else. That's just me. I thought Gronk Pass was in the wind. I mean, Gronk, Gronk's a WWE title. He holds a belt now. Yeah, to- he's everywhere. He's a CBD oh, guy. He's bopping around. I, I think part of what made Brady so great was, too, he made the weapons, and that like kind of loses a little bit of his luster if he's shipping off. For that reason, we don't know. I mean, that's a big risk for him because now he has the – I mean, he has a, a heavy artillery of weapons to throw the ball to. So if this doesn't work out, then the people who are always saying that he was system and all this and that, which I don't believe – uh, they're going to bolster that a little bit. I mean, he's he's got some big boys to throw the ball to. They don't even list Brashad Perryman on his weapon list. I mean, That's because he, he came out, he was a bum for like his first four years in the league. Yeah, but I mean, Mike Evans and uh, Chris Godwin didn't play for a couple. He went off last year. He had that he had that fucking muff thrown yeah. in the ball and the other team the ball. But he, no. he had like one good game. I think he had like two or three touchdowns. It kind of like I, don't, I think he had like four weeks where he fucking produced. You can I mean you can check yeah, that. Maybe he did. Maybe I he did. Wrong. I need to check I it. Anyways, so that's our that's our football take for the week. That's not really what we're here for. That was now let's dive into the nitty gritty stuff. You know why we're really here. What makes beneath the bar beneath the bar? Kind of got lost in the shuffle. I feel like with everything going on surrounding the coronavirus. Uh, but yesterday, for us, April 22nd, um, was the anniversary that Pat Tillman um, was taken from us. For those of you who don't know Pat Tillman, uh, drafted in the NFL, played with the Cardinals for a couple years. Um, at the age of 27, I believe it was, um, turned down millions of dollars on the table to play in the NFL, decided to go serve our country uh, overseas, uh, and tragically lost his life while, while fighting for our country. Um, it means a lot to, to me as an American. Um, obviously, I'm a big supporter of everybody that's fighting for our freedom. Kurt, you're, you're in the service, uh, so we thank you for all you're doing. Um, but, but it means a lot, and it's something that I've, I felt should be talked about on the pod. So we wanted to give a quick shout-out to, to Pat Tillman uh, on a day like today. Uh, pa- uh, Pat, absolute legend. I mean, people like that. Uh, Teddy Ballgame did that back in the day, I believe. Uh, peak of their career going into the service to uh, defend the country and everything. Not enough can be said about that. So I'm glad you gave him a little shout out right there. Uh, love to see that. Cousin Kurt in the service. Didn't have to be intelligent kid. Went in. Uh, love that. Uh, I mean, those are the guys that protect us. Keep us the land of the free home of the brave. Absolutely. Can't thank him enough. Moving on. Again, we're going get to get into some hot topics now. Uh, I think this is really what Beneath the Bar is all about. Just just talking hodgepodge stuff, you know, a potpourri of things, so to speak. Uh, Kenny, you had you had something recently happen to you in in, in your everyday life. Um, most people around the island know it. <laughs> Our listeners that aren't on the island probably don't know it. You're a big blader, rollerblade all around town, especially when the weather gets nice. That's your thing. That's your shtick. So, uh, uh, yeah, I mean... I don't honestly don't know if more than a handful of people know this, but uh, I had a run-in two weekends ago, um, and I mean, Corona got to me. I, I've been trying to battle Corona, think that I was better than it, but it indirectly got to me because I was taking a blade. Um, me, me and Brooksy, Anthony Shimmer, shout out Gloucester Gear. Uh, we've been blading around town lately. Um, during the, I mean, it's been getting nice. It's April. The sun's been coming out. And, I mean, 50 feels like 65, 70, so we've been getting out there. I ordered new blades and everything. 
And about three weekends ago, I was blading downtown, and uh, this this woman's walking uh, by tallies, old tallies hookers, old uh, yeah. you could get your gas back in the day, them on the boulevard. She had, she had a mask on and everything, and the three of us are just rolled That's laying protocol. down. Good protocol. Yeah, yeah. mask on. But I, I'm the last guy in the group, so I'm rollerblading down, and she looked at me, and she she cussed me out hard. She goes, that's not social distancing. Go the fuck home and stay home. And I was like, whoa. I mean, I didn't. I mean, I said nothing back, kind of just ate it on the chin, kept going. I mean, that was in the first quarter mile of the blade. We had a lot of blade left, 14 miles that day. Big sweat, no big deal, great athletes. But uh, Edelman made my other favorite athletes. So um, about two weeks ago, same spot. I think this is what actually got to me more. So this is the second incident you've been. Second incident. So we're, okay. we're coming up the boulevard again um, by Rose Harbor Scoops. Shout out. Ice cream place next to the Hindu store. And we're coming uh, We're coming up that hill. And there's this woman and this man walking with, um, with their masks on. And we're just cruising like cars are coming by and everything yeah, you're ripping it up you're feeling good you know oh, you got the, the, hey, that, back. new blades and new blades and all and she's waving to me and i'm looking and I, I got my stick my ball and i'm waving to her back and i wave back at her and i say like this is the first thing i say to her like i stand in my case i said hey i can't tell who you are with that mask like how you doing nice to see you and did you think to use the stick as a distance, try to gauge the six feet? Oh, no, not at all. Like, I'm in the middle of you the know, I'm stick handling about I'm to go. I'm a fan, but I also respect your distance type deal. I see yeah, you waving at me. You got one of bar, Mac, bar Mexico on the first person who walks at me. But um, so I say, hey, like, I can't really tell who you are. How are you? And I thought that would be the end of it. And I think she gave me something like, oh, like, rollerblade in the middle of the street. And, like, instantly – I feel attacked because that woman the last week kind of told me to fuck off, like being in, the, in front of the cars and everything yeah. and uh, not, I mean, out with three people, big deal. But um, so I'm like, I'm halfway down the tallies hill and I just look back and I gave a, who the fuck are you? Like, who are you? Oh, was there any double bird on that one? Any mingies? No, no, there was no, no hand action. It was, okay. it was just vocal. Who the, who the fuck are you? Like, who are you guys to tell me what to do? Like, I'm try, I'm, I'm not out here touching anybody. We're all skating around, so uh, I mean, feeling great about myself at that point. Just cruising down the hill, going for a blade. We, uh, we hit, we hit the fort a little bit. Fort, great little area. See, uh, see across the harbor, a uh, little island time. Going yeah, you're talking about a lot of scenery for the listeners at home. It's like an Italian sub. There's too much topping, not enough meat. Let's get into the. the, the <laughs> All right, my, that's my fault. So I get down to Tommy Malloy's house on the fort. Shout out Neptune's Harvest, and I get a text from uh, Bree Fernandez. Shout out TBBLC, uh, my roommate Jason's girlfriend, and she and I. That's, I mean, that's producer of the podcast, Jason. Yep. How are you? So. I mean, I read this text and instantly it's just heart and stomach, like feel like big time feeling it out for the first time in a while, vibing, read this text in the dumps. The text reads, did you just cuss out my mother? And I'm like, oh, oh boy. Oh boy. And I'm like, it couldn't have been it. Couldn't have been it. Who else did I cuss out right then? Nobody. And I was like, fuck man. I mean, I. What an idiot. Hey, hey. <laughs> I got a fucking text. That red. Did Kenzie just tell my mom to fuck off? Yeah, hey, was My heart sunk. <laughs> oh. I was like, 
Kenzie's Kenzie's not known uh, bite his tongue, so I was like, maybe they got in a little argument somewhere. <laughs> I know <laughs> they know each other. Maybe he was just like, fuck off, and then that puts me in a terrible spot. Yo, so <laughs> I've I've never been known to bite my tongue, but me and Bree's mom like. Great relationship. See her at a charity golf tournament every year. We chop it up for like five, ten minutes on the tee. Not um, anymore. Well, hey, was a big supporter of me. So I'm like, oh man, you got to appall. So I, this is what I have a bone to pick. Like Bree's ripping me. I feel terrible. I still gotta, I still got half a blade to go, and I gotta, I gotta have the pit in my stomach. And I'm like, you gotta tell her sorry, blah blah blah. Bree just doesn't answer me again. <laughs> Comes over later in the day, and I'm like in the dumps a little bit feeling like shit and i'm like so like did you tell your mother sorry she's like absolutely not mom mom bullshit at me ruined a relationship right there just not great best part is jaybird this is about the day before easter so jaybird's got to go over there the next day with the family knowing his his roommate we put live him about in a tough spot. You put it through him into the lion's den. <laughs> we live about six feet seven inches from each other. Cussed Toss out. him in there with the holiday roast, the Easter hands. Girlfriend's mother, and he was not defending you. He goes, I'm throwing you <laughs> under the bus. Literally. I said, hey, perfect. I mean, you should. Yeah, you, have, you have to at that Shut point. Shut the ass on the fire. Let it rip. She yeah. brought it up. She's like, you hear you hear your roommate told me to fuck <laughs> off or something like that? I was like, yeah, I, I, have, idiot. I have no defense besides saying that I didn't tell her to fuck off. I gave her, I gave her like the run of the mill, who the fuck are you? Breeze, I mean Breeze. How dad. is that any different? I guess I guess saying "fuck off" is is a way more personal than just saying "who the f are you." I mean, I was like, I was about. If you take the f out of it, it's kind of like "who are you?" Yeah, I mean, I sh- <laughs> I wish I gave the the old "who who are you?" Who who who, who could who? it I mean, be yeah. now? Who could? Oh, Pat Kelly. Uh, but yeah, I mean, I I felt absolutely. That was like a day and a half long of feeling bad. Until I realized that I shouldn't feel that bad. She had a mask on. I think she should forgive me. Yeah, that's a tough one. That's absolutely hilarious. <laughs> I mean, if Unfortunately, I, I mean, if that if was I, your roommate's girlfriend, it's just like it's <laughs> all time funny. It's just, really? It's, and it's he, hey, a lot of people in town just caught bad time. Yeah, bad you know, time. coronavirus tensions are tight. Everybody's on edge a you little know bit. What? Too, just like lashed that. out. Catching That's a about plate. a five-second window in where her path could have crossed with mine. Right. And, like, a one in a million that the conversation could have led up to that. But, yeah, Divine I mean, I got to send her some flowers, maybe a, maybe a salami and pepperoni plate. Who knows? A charcuterie, if you will. Yeah, or pepper jack. Wow. That's I mean, so talking about some shitty stories, I... Give, give me the Everett story on the way to work one day. We we had a little run-in, not with another vehicle, but... Uh, oh, my God. You're digging into the vault on that one. All right. All right. So, not many people know this story. My mom's probably going to listen to this podcast and rip me a new one, but... Anyway. It was... I was working at Bank of New York Mellon at the time. It was... A, which was absolutely miserable. That's besides the point. I was commuting from Gloucester to Everett. I was 23, you know, this spry young kid out of college. I guess I wasn't so <laughs> spry on that day. But I, so I'm driving. If you have you ever been on Broadway Street in in Everett? Yeah, I mean it's it's, it's honestly mayhem. There's gas stations. Yeah, there's it's fast food places. It's, it's Hell's everywhere. Kitchen. It's Hell's Kitchen. There's stoplights every 200 feet, touch and go. 
So I'm up there and I'm still picking crusties out of my eyes trying to get to work. So I'm driving, I'm cruising along, and I'm hammering a sausage McGriddle from McDonald's, my morning breakfast, just trying to get to work. And I get to the McKinnons down by on Broadway Street there, and they got this 18 wheel. I don't know if it was an 18 wheel, but it had a lot of wheels. And <laughs> clearly they were unloading some meats for the day. This is at about 745, 8. And I'm, I'm, there, there might have been a crosswalk like right in front of that truck. I don't, I couldn't tell. Anyways, not a good place to be crossing the street right in front of an 18 wheeler. I get a green light. I'm like, I to work. So I hit the gas a little bit. Before I have time to even comprehend what's going on, I hear this little thud on my car. And I'm like, oh my God, did I just hit a car? And then I look up and about, I don't want to over exaggerate it and make it seem like it's worse than it really is. It's probably like five feet from my car. This guy's on the ground. I'm like, <laughs> Jesus Christ, dude, I just hit somebody with my car. So I'm, I'm a little rattled. You know, I put my sausage McGriddle down, and this guy's <laughs> laying in the crosswalk. This isn't, this isn't, you know, downtown Gloucester. You can just hop out of your car, and everything's hunky-dory. We're, we're in Broadway Street and Everett. It's busy oh, as all hell. that's high traffic. That's traffic. high traffic. Yeah, so it's like you don't want to get out of your car. People start beeping at you like you're an asshole. So... I rolled down my window. This guy, luckily, he was probably like a middle-aged guy, you know, 30s, 40s maybe. And he's kind of like, oh, what the hell, buddy? He's still on the ground. He's still laying down. He's like, what the hell? And I'm like, oh, my God, dude. Like, what happened? He's like, dude. he's like, you hit me with your car. I'm like, are you all right? And at that point, he gets up, so I kind of know he's all right. So I'm feeling a little bit better about myself. If we're talking like a 70-year-old man or woman, and I got them, that was like a hip check from – from so, I don't even know. So, I mean, I've heard this story north of 10 times. Every time you tell it, all I can picture is in Happy Gilmore when they smoke that lady and she's going, Mister, Mister, and he dumps the Subway sandwich on the fucking windshield and he goes, Here, eat this. Kind of, it, it was almost like that in a way. So he gets up and he's dusting himself off. And I was like, Oh, you kind of came out of nowhere behind that meat truck. <laughs> And he's like, what happened? Well, you're on your phone. He starts accosting me of being on my phone. I don't text and drive. So I'm like, no, I wasn't on my phone. But in the back of my head, I was like, I'm hammering that sausage McGriddle. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, I'm in the wrong here, obviously. So I kind of just played off. I'm like, you okay? And he's super pissed. He's cussing at me. He's got a little French accent, a little dialect going. And I'm still in my car. I haven't gone out of my car is at this point. He, is he Asian or is he French? He's French. Oh, I was in. I was under the impression this was a Chinaman the whole time. No, no, no. Oh man, my bad. That's my fault. Carry on. Uh, demographics aside, so he talks to me. I'm like, "Oh, you all right?" He's like, "Oh yeah, yeah." People are beeping at me. I'm like, "Jesus Christ, dude! What, what's going on here?" So he, he dusts himself off. He gives me the bird walking in front of my car, which I guess was warranted. Gets back to the crosswalk. I get the green still. I hightail it off to work. I get into work. The very first thing you think about when you get into work, whether you hit somebody in the hip or not, is how am I going to get through this day? You know, I'm new to the workforce, so I don't want to talk to anybody anyways. So I just have to sit there eating it up myself like I just smoked some dude in the hip with my car. <laughs> I, I'm kind of watching my back. Are, are the fuzz going to come pick me up at work? Do I get to go out of here, guns blade? Not not real guns, hypothetical guns, holster them, you know, keep them <laughs> in the pocket. 
But, you know, if I do get taken away, maybe I make a scene, make a name for myself. You know, maybe I go out just yelling, just like it wasn't me. Yeah, that guy, that fucking six-month work of BNY Mellon hit, hitting a pedestrian at 17 miles yeah. an hour name. That'll be, that'll be all like, over. Thank God it was, was, like like I said, like a middle-aged person that can take a hit. If uh, I got somebody a little older in the hip, we would have had a full situation on our hands. I think he was probably a member of the local YMCA, hitting the elliptical, staying fit that whole time. I mean, what were you riding? You were riding a, a big white Jeep Grand Cherokee, right? I mean, that's oh, yeah, Jeep Grand Cherokee V8 with a Hemi thing was Ooh, current, like he's a got thousand a Hemi. I mean, that's a that's a lot of material to be just hitting like a random. Yeah, luckily I was stopped, so I only got that initial jolt, and then it wasn't too long before I got going that I just kind of not nudged him. I hit him with my car in the hip. Yeah, I mean, that's what happened. Seems like he was fine though. So I'm. I know he was. I didn't hear from from him again. I went home and turned the page. Like I said, there's probably only ten people in the world that know that story, and I just put myself out there i'm like a peach i'm vulnerable you ever see that an elf what's more vulnerable than a peach oh my god elf Elf, probably the worst movie ever fucking made yeah it's a top 10 bad movie not christmas movies top 10 bad movie but that part incorrect incorrect that's i mean fuck you producer man that's crazy i got I, i gotta give him his day due everything will usually touches is gold shout out old school wedding crashes i mean Oh, Wedding Crash is not without. Oh, wow. Blades of but Glory. The movie, the movie. Oh, he is. You guys don't hate the movie. You guys hate that Chance people love Michael, the movie. Michaels. You hate that people love watched, the movie. I've never watched it's the movie. It's overhyped. Christmas oh. movie. And Zoe Deschanel's in it, and I can't even watch it. Terrible movie. Ter- I mean, fucking fourth, I mean, eight foot two elf. That doesn't happen. Santa don't recruit like that. Yeah, so that's that's about all there is to that story. Me just pulling the old fourth line grinder hip check into that guy, into the boards. I mean, we you had some. I mean, honestly, not not any great times in Everett. We had some good times in Everett. We uh we picked you up for um a little trip out to Flagstaff one weekend. Yeah, and, uh, we had. Blast. I gotta give it to you riding the uh riding the red eye home. And dropping you off in Everett to go to work. I was bringing myself, Jimmy and Ollie, to work as well. And like, I got home within about five minutes to just to get changed and get to work. Yeah. New to the job, didn't really, didn't really want to be late or anything. But you drove home to Gloucester, showered, and came back to Everett. That's a that's a really gritty move, and I, I respect the living shit out of that because I I had an all time bad work day that day. Yeah. No, that was a hell of a trip. Something. We'll definitely have to touch on in another pod because we can't deprive the people of that type of content. Um, but we got we to gotta shift to our next segment. Um, we, we brought it up on our first pod, but we didn't really get into it a ton of what was behind it. This is our broadcast segment. For those of you who listened when Beneath the Bar first got going back in about pew, 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 pew. 2017 was when the broadcast really got going. What the fraudcast is, it's also in the name, but for those that can't put two and two together, the fraudcast is where we go through one by one and give out our fraud of the week, if you will, fraud of the month, who's ever in the news that we think is just living a fraudulent life, and then we pretty much just, just roast them on the pot. 
And so people might say, oh, you're, you're kind of ripping from Donkey of the Day from Jim. And that's, uh, I don't, we're not associated with any of that, uh, any of that nonsense. This is the broadcast, the hottest, hottest segment of any podcast going that I know of. Let's dive right into it. Kenny, who you got? Fraudcast, fraud of the week. Shout out our first pick in the draft to the Cincinnati Bengals, Joe Burrow. You heard it here first. You will hear it tomorrow, but we're probably the first outlet to let it rip. But uh, my fraud of the my fraud of the week's going at TWBLC. Got to give them the props up, taking us under their wing, the IT umbrella that allows us to do what we do. But uh, their co-host Drew Luster really got Ooh, me this week. Hot take. I listen. Whew, I mean, blow it down a little yeah, bit. Yeah, but yeah, I, yeah. I, I, I listen to their podcast, and this is a guy who, who at the end of the podcast said, "I'm done doubting the Patriots. I'm riding with them no matter what." He's on the trust tree right now. But what he portrayed before that is, he was shutting off championship games for 10 minutes at a fucking time between the Pats and the Falcons and the Bruins and the Maple Leafs to just, those are two really big games in Boston history, comebacks for the ages. And I mean, I'll even give them a little bit of leeway in saying, sure, we're down a million goals or we're down 25 points at halftime. You want to change the channel for maybe 14 seconds just to like give it a little jolt to some kind of energy, switch it up a little bit. Sure. But Drew was on record saying he was shutting the fucking channel for 10 to 15 that's, minutes. That's a great and as a Boston fan, I cannot condone that. I mean, the Bruins-Leafs game, that's a big game to me, hockey guy. Not as much of the community really fucking rides with that. But I, I'm at UNH my junior year in my apartment, hanging with a couple hockey guys. My buddy, they're down 4-1. Not much time left, maybe 12 minutes. Shuts the TV off and, like, puts the clicker in his pocket. And I'm like, cuz, the fuck are you doing? This is my house, mind you. I didn't ask for the TV to be shut off. And he's like, what? This fucking game's over. I was like, you will put that fucking TV on, and we're going to watch the end of that game, whether it be 12 to 1 or whether it be fucking 6 to 5. And I made him leave my apartment for the rest of the game. Shout out Danny Kish. A lot of golf tips going on on Instagram. But that was dead to me. Meanwhile, we're talking about the Pats, Falcons, Super Bowl, probably go down as the most famous Super Bowl of all time in the archives, and we're in the Tennis Casey Street living room, absolutely mucked up. I got my shirt off. I might even have my pants off. Stevie Sala's looking at me like I got 14 heads because I'm crippled fucking drunk, and we are going to town. The music's playing. We have the faith. Lady Gaga comes from the heavens, and she's got this little... I don't, I don't even know what to call it. It's a little beefy patch. Some call it the CC, if you know what I'm saying. Uncle Cheese, the come catcher. And we think that that turned the tables. Because from there on, the Pats just, they decided to play. We saw maybe the greatest catch in NFL history. And we came back to the promised land. Another Super Bowl title. Shout out Tom Brady, you fraud fuck going down to fucking Tampa. Tampa. But as far as that goes... Drew Luster, my fraud of the week. I have an honorable mention. His name's Maddie Lane. I've been asking for <laughs> I've been asking for clams for about two weeks now. He's texting me four times saying, "Cause I'm sorry, I keep forgetting about you." And you know what? 
I keep seeing Instagram stories. The Italians are getting them. There's like four. I mean, I don't know if his father's dumping them off or whatever. But the Italians are getting them. Shout out Lendl Street. Shout out Gloucester Gear. They're getting the steamers. And I mean, Maddie Lane, big time digger, all time clamor in Gloucester. I don't want to put him down too much. I mean, I'm I'm not putting down the game. I just know that. I mean, I'm just I'm on the absolute heel end of the clam list, and that's why that is my fraud of the week. Ooh, hot one. All right, I'll give my fraud of the week. He's been in the news. Everybody knows him. He's a big TV guy. You might know him as Doctor Phil. I choose to refer to him as Mister Phil. He's no doctor to me. Um, but anywho, Doctor, just or just Phil or fraudulent Phil. As we'll say on the podcast. Um, but Phil, for those of you who don't know, um, Phil had a little comment on Fox News talking about the coronavirus, obviously. And it seems as though Phil just wants to open up the floodgates, start comparing the coronavirus and, and deaths um, by year with some just uh, totally just off the map type stuff that has no relation to an pandemic or the coronavirus. He's talking about swimming pool deaths, uh, car accidents. And he, this guy, he's supposed to be a doctor, right? You're a doctor. What's your first first order of concern is protecting people's lives. Dr. Phil, he's more like Dr. Kevorkian. Guy just wants to put people down, open Doctor. them up, feed them to the yeah. wolves. Just let them just go down and, and like shooting fish in a barrel. And it's like, dude, you're a doctor. Well, it turns out with a little more research... Phil had his license suspended about six years ago. Guy's still on TV trying to coach people's lives, tell everybody what to do. Sounds a little bit about like calling the, the kettle black, doesn't it there, Phil? Is that the saying? The the pot calling the kettle black? Like, who are you to tell, tell us how to live? You need to take a step back, look in the mirror, and reevaluate things. He's no doctor of mine. I wouldn't take any note, n- notes from him. Christ, he's out here wants people to die. How can you think he, he has your your best interest in mind when you're talking about him about your relationships on, on national TV, you know? I, I was going to piggyback off that for a minute. I was hoping that his real name wasn't Philip, and I was going to get on him for that, but his, his real name is Philip Calvin McGraw. I, I was hoping that Dr. Phil was an alias fully so we could absolutely hammer him, but I'm all in on what you just said. Yep. And then my second, you know, you're not really supposed to have two frauds of the week. But yesterday really got to me bad. I'll run through this real quick so Jay, Bud, and Kirk can get to theirs. Second fraud of the week is the conglomerate of, I don't want to gender specify anything here, but a majority of them were women. Um, Yesterday was Earth Day, for those who don't know. But the (laughs) insane amount of Instagram pictures I saw of chicks wearing scantily clad clothing and using the caption or anything related to Earth Day, this is my Earth, you know, one Earth, protect the Earth. That is a bunch of malarkey. Like, you, you just want to post a picture of yourself wearing next to nothing, you know? Out here, if you want to be an Earth person touting the Earth, let's see some photos of you, maybe planting some flowers, you know? Maybe riding your bike to reduce carbon gas emissions. Instead, hey, the people let's... that are out here posting pictures about the Earth, you're probably out chucking jewel pods out the window on the back shore every other day. So let's how- specify though. Let's specify if they are planting flowers, 
we hope that you are planting flowers in bikinis and in the same yeah. in in the same outfits that you are going absolutely off in. And hey, I'm with you. If you're gonna post Earth Day, I don't want to see you ripping down a butt, checking some jewel pods. Uh, you should be planting some flowers. Maybe mowing yeah, a. Don't get me lawn. wrong. It's not so much the photos I have a gripe no, with. Yeah, it's using you. it's using a sacred day such as Earth Day to justify the posting <laughs> of, of a risque photo, so to speak. Earth Day, yeah. so sa- so so sacred. The world. And, and to them, it apparently is, because it's an excuse to post. A hey, deep honestly. I will, who are we to complain about girls posting hot pictures on that's the internet? That's true. Honestly, that's I'm, what you're, most you're, you're my life right, is. Jet, you're hey, I'm, scro- I'm scrolling down Instagram. It's double tap. Double if tap. it's a chick, I don't honestly. If it's a chick or a steak, we're liking it. Chick, steak. Chick steak, yeah. but uh, anyway, yeah, Earth Day, fuck yeah, it. Yeah, no, I spoke big double tap, double tap. Oh, photo of a good-looking girl. <laughs> Earth Day, off. Hey, photo, off. photo of Doctor Phil. We skip back to the fucking grind. <laughs> Absolutely, that's mine. Uh, we'll go to Jaybird. What's what's your fraud? All right, my fraud of the week. Um, so twenty-two chestnut. We got a neighbor that really picks on Mike, and Mike gets mad and posts <laughs> Facebook comments. But today. I was laying in bed, probably 5 p.m., and this lady's known for it. She feeds the fucking seagulls. She goes out. I will quote you what she said. She has a can of tuna in a Tupperware, and there's no seagulls outside. She goes, come here, seagulls. I have tuna. And then she gets gets all pissed. She dumps the tuna into her yard, and next thing you know, two minutes later, there's 30 seagulls on 24 chestnut right next to my window. I'm trying to play Xbox. We got shit. Oh, you, we park one night. You park one night at Chessie, you're guaranteed four new shits. Of fucking, yeah, pepper. I, I have one question here because that seems to be a, uh, a very late fraud of the week entry. It was. So what is her fraudulence? Because you don't feed fucking seagulls. Does it? But like, she's not on record saying she doesn't feed. I've walked out and that bitch has been feeding friggin' gross. Yeah, she's a fraud for breeding seagulls. No, she she feeds gross gross seafood to the seagulls. Hey, I do not go see. It's like Woodstock for seagulls down there. It's crazy. They're playing they're playing bad music. The seagulls are congregating. It's tossing cornhole. You know, they're having a good old time. There might be a couple puff puff passes along too, but at no point is that chick saying she's not feeding the seagulls. So. As my producer, love the guy, best roommate of all time. I don't think she's a fraud. He's got a point. If that's what she's been <laughs> no. doing, that's her MO. She's yeah, feeding dolls. If you own it. Really throw her in the fire like that. All right. I guess she isn't. What was your previous fraud? My previous. I, I was doing a, a lot of frauds as objects. My fraud of the week was sheets on a bed. Though sheet on a bed, the fu- I fucking hate it. I fucking hate sheets on a bed. What's the point? I'm, I'm glad that you went with to this all the listeners. Thing. I will not use a sheet for the rest of my life. Hotels, I'm on top of the sheet. I get a new yeah. pack of sheets. They're in the trash. I don't need them. They're well, the worst. What sheet are we talking about? I go, I go the stretchy sheet, comforter, no in between sheet. What's the point? I mean, when I'm in a hotel, I'm 100% taking advantage of the sheets because I don't have to change them or whatnot. But you know, since I've I, since I, I've lived on my own. You know, I always use the sheets. I gotta I tell you, on my own, and found out it takes about a seven-person army to actually get <laughs> sheets on your bed. I just scrapped everything. So yeah. off the top sheet, you know, 
I, I, have to, I have to leapfrog to get my freaking stretchy thing. I literally get in a squat and I leap to the corner and I put it over. Yeah, and then I have a full sweat on at that point. I'm, I'm angry. I get know. pissed. Yeah, I get pissed. I mean, I have to tell you, since my mother stopped doing my bed, I've been real. I have no sheets. Nothing. I mean, I have a sheet on the bed, but it's covered by a com. I'm a two comforter guy. I sleep on top of a comforter and underneath a comforter. That's got to be warm, no? Yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, hey, cuz we're, we're, we're back to the no clothes sleep life. Yeah. I, uh, I'm full blown naked every night. Um, if, if it's Quick too shout hot. out to all the ladies out there. He's available. He's single. He's full blown <laughs> naked every night. Shout out. How are you? I mean, there's a handful of people who know that. Shout out those chicks. <laughs> as far as that goes, if it's too hot, I'm on top of a comforter. Nothing on top of me. Probably a pillow in between my legs just to get a little feel of something. Got to feel a little love. But if it's cold out, we go comforter, comforter on top. I don't really fuck with that. I mean, the sheets are there to cover the bed, kind of make sure I don't fuck the mattress up too much. I don't even know what that means. But we're, we're double type comforter people ever since my mother was just frigging rolling, honestly rolling me up like a burrito when i was eight years old make me go to sleep do you guys do you guys make the bed every morning or no absolutely not every morning do you I've, i haven't made the bed ever in my life my you're mom said make my D mom said make the bed D D you're an every no, morning never. guy no not. i might be an every once a month guy i was my i know what i never got when you had family like party over the house my mom would be like make the bed yeah like, mom, he's coming in the room, room. Right. he's coming in the room mom. someone's coming exactly. in my room I'm Jay, i hear you at i hear you all right, I'm done. I'm done. All right, Curdy. All right, here. let's get it. Uh, quick one here, Mary Eunice, good friend <laughs> oh, of My fraud of the week. I text Mary. I give her a little props for Rain King. I hear she likes by counting crows, and she comes back with you know the single line text message like, "Listen to the live version, the best." All right, I do. Pretty sweet. Then I send her back a text and say, <laughs> I raise you Mandolin Rain by Bruce Hornsby. And I, it's just been cricket since then. And I thought we were better friends than that, Mary. And I'm calling you out for being a fraud. Hey, Kurt, honestly, I mean, I don't think that has anything to do with you. Mary, Mary's pretty uh, hashtag busy girl uh, in her own mind. Really can't be can't be bothered to take the seven seconds it is to give a give an actual heartfelt text so i think she kind of just might have talked you a little <laughs> bit gave you what this you wanted to hear hot. this is getting spicy. and then you know what okay the worst part is she's a beverly panther now wow. she uh no longer gloucester roots gloucester roots are gone you might you might want to talk to joey about that because uh, her father is not happy i'm shaking my head i don't like the mary Eunice slander on the podcast i will not i will not stand for mary Eunice slander Jason is fraud. Ooh, they're yeah. right next so, to the anchor. Yeah, yeah. They're, Stiff they're about, strings on the North they're about three houses up from the anchor. I had a tough day there one time, got home, no big deal. But, uh, yeah, I mean, she's a, she's a Beverly Panther now. She really can't be bothered with that many Gloucester people. And, I mean, you not being in the city at the time of text, I mean, she's putting you down on her list a little bit. Even like you guys shared the little tennis ball on the Rafa. The Rafa had about three. Three o'clock in the morning on the Australian side. Yep, yep. And and then you know she comes and becomes a golf fan after club champ. Uh, we've seen that dwindle a little. Is that a real fandom? We don't know. 
Which which wait, but which one did she show up to? The one you were in contention for? She did. She showed up to the winning season. She wasn't there in the trenches yeah, when we were shooting, shooting late seventies. Kind of a fair weather fan. They show up when you're up. They don't oh, want to. They don't want to cut the right there, when you're down. Hey, Adam. Here's I don't a... want to add kindling to anybody's fire. You know this. Oh no, is no you, week. You... But I also. Mary did text me recently, and then I texted her back. I got no response. She texted me on another platform, and I said, you didn't answer my text. And she said, sorry, fell asleep. That's the last I've ever heard for. So I fully agree with your fraud of the week, No, no, you don't want to put the kindling on, but that wasn't even a kindling at that point. Uh, She showed up the year that Curtis was in a playoff, uh, and the last handful of holes, he was a shot back, like, course you want to show show up for a shot back i mean you could even classify that as a comeback but the year that i was on the bag and it was 142 degrees and we are grueling sweating clubs and curtis is 12 shots back mary mary's down at good harbor having a couple fucking trulies she ain't even drinking the claw she's a truly girl who knows yeah so that's my fraud of the week that's all i got for you hey i will stamp the shit out of that endorsement Signed, sealed, delivered. There you have it. Your broadcast segment of the week. All all valid choices. Again, we'll we'll hit you with one of these once once a pod. Um, we'll just keep them firing because we got a lot of them. There's a lot of you out there. You probably know who you are. You're thinking in the back of your head, "Am I a fraud?" If you're asking yourself that question, chances are you're probably a fraud. Fraudulent. Not frauds. Joe Burrow, Chase Young, Jeff Okuda. You heard it here first. Breaking news. Did Okuda go three? Yeah. Yep. Is that- yep. Did yep. okay. Wow. All righty. We thought yeah, the Lions might trade out. Yeah, that's lit. Look at Joe. Is that Joe's actual mom? Look at the breasts on her. <laughs> Chase oh, Young. A couple of howitzers. Yeah. How are you? No, but uh, I mean the one, two, three. We were a little uh, behind on the picks for one, two, three, as expected through through everything. So we'll see. I mean, I saw a couple. Saw a couple of mocks where uh, Miami traded up, and that was going to cost them about 48 picks in the second and third round, and uh, I'm glad they didn't because, I mean, the Giants aren't drafting a quarterback. They got Daniel John Bones Jones Hones. Shout out Hones Jr. So uh, oh, looks, have, like, looks like they're going to get two at five. Have, have you ever thought, and I just thought of this, obviously McShay's not in the draft. But if you look at Mel Kuyper, he looks fucking exactly like the villain in The Incredibles. He just has a little more salt and pepper on top. Syndrome. Yeah, with a little more. Angry motherfucker. Mr. Incredible titty whacked him. Like in the first scene of the movie, he's pissed off. Incredible's all time animated movie. I mean, Mrs. Incredible was (laughs) thick Thick. as a motherfucker. Hey, whatever you're into. Whatever you're into. Animation. All right. Well, that, that'll do it for another another episode of Beneath the Bar. Um, again, we'll we'll be back next week. That was some great banter between the boys. Again, keep tuning in if you're listening. We appreciate it. Like it, share it. We're up on Spotify. We'll get some clips up on YouTube for you as well. But um, give the boys a plug if if you like what you're what you're hearing on the sound waves. Uh, but anyways, that's it for us. We'll sign off. I'm Adam Philpott along with my co-host, Mackenzie Quinn, my producer, Jason Bazina, and we also have our, our head producer, Curtis Quinn, along with us. Quick little shout-out to our sponsors again, Life Solutions Group for all your financial advising, and Neptune's Harvest for our, all your agricultural 
uh, and fertilizing needs will get you set up, no problem. Curdy, okay. give us a tasty chim, take us home, baby. Put us down.